We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ramaito Shaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. Hello, and welcome to Storied San Francisco. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. This is part two of our episode on Mission Bowling Club. If you missed part one with NBC owner Molly Bradshaw, go back and check that out. In part two, we sit down again with Molly to talk about the opening of Mission Bowling Club in 2012. Eight years into operations, NBC had to close because of the pandemic. Roughly a year later, in March of 2021, they reopened. Molly talks about how her staff really rose to the occasion and kept the business thriving through hardship. We end with a little tease of something we're cooking up here for late summer. And then Molly shares her vision of the next chapter for the city she and her business call home. Here's Molly. Summer, um, wonderful friend. I've known them since high school. Um, they grew up, uh, their grandparents were in leagues, mom and dad were in leagues. Okay. They have like a very uh, uh, nostalgic uh, story around experience with bowling. Mm-hmm. And do, you know, do you know where? Not in San Francisco. Or... No, it's definitely Sacramento. Oh, okay. Not, um, no, that's, you know, NorCal. Definitely Sacramento. I don't know what their home uh, bowling center was. I know we had Crestview Lanes, mm. which was over in Carmichael, mm-hmm. and then also their Fireside Lanes over off of Auburn. There was a lot of bowling alleys. Uh, I have some sad bowling news. Oh, oh, I don't I know. know if you've heard it. I heard Siebel. it. I'm so sad. Yeah. That is, I, you know. 60 years in a business is a long time. That's it's fucking a, amazing, yeah. In of itself, it's a big piece of... It's big. It's a big it's in, operation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is huge. How many lanes? Gosh, 30 plus. Yeah. Um, and also uh, arcade and mm-hmm. restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's but it's such a beautiful... It's so... It has all the nostalgia. What a mm-hmm. beautiful place. Spot. It's just Looking at the ocean and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Did that news drop today? Am it I, was yesterday. Or yesterday. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I saw it yesterday. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's very sad. Yeah. And I think the thing that, you know, uh, Albany Bowl, John Tierney, was really nice to us. And then Sarah Bowl, and I'm blanking on his name. I want to say it's Tim, but it's not. All those proprietors were so kind to us when we were exploring this because we did the research. We went to all the places to see what they were like and what about it. What do we want to capture? What makes us like San Francisco different or what could make us different? And, you know, everything, all the other bowling alleys at that time are just still rooted in this nostalgia. And it, you know, it felt familiar. Mm -hmm. And so we knew we wanted to create something that felt different. Can I go back yeah, just real I'm fast? Sorry. No, no, not at all. So Summer had the background yes. in their life yeah. of fam, like it was in the family. Yes. Then how did 
like did summer bring the idea to you? Yeah, like one yeah. day, just I like, mean, boom. I don't think it's like a bad thing, but you know, Summer and John broke up, okay. and Summer was like, I have a, I got like, Summer is a very passionate person. Mm-hmm that when they have an idea, they've got an idea. Okay. And so they had an idea and I said, I would love to try this again. I would, I, I, but it took a lot too, cause I also knew how much time it took. And it, it was different because of mini bar and I had a full-time job and you know, it was always just a little bit like how, and also bigger risk, mm-hmm. much bigger risk. Mm-hmm. and. Yeah. How are we gonna afford it? It's <laughs> literally, I think, ten times bigger. So yeah. we, I don't have any more money. <laughs> right. But we just start. We just open. That's done. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Oh, and what? Actually, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. When was this? When did the idea sort of? Two thousand and ten. Okay. And then. So many bars, s- just a couple years yeah. old, really. Mm-hmm. And then two thousand and eleven, January first, two thousand eleven, we um, signed a lease. Okay. Right. The second recession. Can we... Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait, folks. There's there's more coming. There's another one. There's another one around the corner. Yeah, there is. Probably. Um, and no, now but, I've just signed a new lease. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> did you did you look at other spaces? Do you remember yeah. some of the other ones you looked at? Uh, Pajero. Like, you know, across the street from bottom of the hill. There's oh, all those yeah. big yes. warehouses. Yes. Um, then also a really funky space that was now where uh, the Starbucks is by KQED. Oh yeah. There was a, also a weird funky place because you we knew what we needed. We needed more than 10,000, like somewhere in that hot, like about 10,000 square foot. And you just needed to make sure it was wide open. Cause sometimes they'll say, oh, it's 10,000, but it's like five and Vertical. five. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, we definitely knew what we needed and then then this this happened and what's funny slate bar um was pink i think before that if on I 16th street mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this person i can't remember their name i think peter um they were they're they're in business they're doing clubs they're like you know more of like and they were thinking that they were looking at this place oh okay so we heard in the grapevine that other people were looking at this spot, but it was a neighbor issue. They, they don't want a nightclub. Mm. So the only nightclub kind of folks were looking at this space as a potential place. Ah, the incident's a crowd. Mm. A little louder, a little Correct. bit, yes, a little bit I'll do more. That in post. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> you have to be louder. So, uh, we had um, someone said, well, what about this spot? We looked at it and we're like, oh my gosh, this could be it. And then we were able to come and check it out. Um, it was, it's Centennial Electrical Distribution. Okay. Was its former and... Um, oh, that's in the Instagram post, right? Mm-hmm. That sign. Yeah, we Got have it. it on the front of the bowling desk. Nice. Um, it uh, had been empty for three years. So there was nothing in this place, uh, holes in the ceiling, pigeons were, this was their home. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty bad. Um, there was actually a second floor mezzanine that was totally illegal, mm-hmm. but it was, the floors were buckled. It was just destroyed. It was pretty much a uh, pretty gross space. Yeah. Um, and we put an offer <laughs> and cause 
definitely summer summer walked in and she's like can you hear it i'm like what <laughs> and she's just like the bowling i hear it <laughs> it was very fun um so there was a from the beginning the vision was there and summer how, how much was it uh, how much of the mm-hmm. vision was summers i would say a lot With the of bowling background yeah that they have yeah. i would say she had the aesthetic she has the design background you know then it becomes sort of like how do we make it a warm, comfortable place with great service and make sure that we are delivering on on that vision? It's, right. I think if, I don't know if it's like the right parody, but you know how there's that kind of how uh, record store employees and video, you know, uh, staff employees get a bad rap. Well, mm. the shoe desk person at Bowling Alley <laughs> also get a bad rap. They're not like traditionally have been yeah. like this. Hi, how you doing? Would you right. welcome to blah blah blah. So, <laughs> so I we yeah. knew that what we were going to create was something that people would want to hang out in. It would feel comfortable. Um, they would feel that they could feel the details in the place and they would treat the place with respect as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you create an environment where you show that your attention to detail and your attention to them as their experience is important, mm-hmm. I think it kind of comes through and, you know, we still, you know, put a fresh coat of paint every year, try to make sure people feel um, like there's something to do besides bowling. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if they come for bowling, they can have great food. Um, people, people, you know, can enjoy the space. So mm-hmm. that brings up, at least in my mind, so bowling yes. was new mm-hmm. to you as far as running a business around yeah. it. Oh, definitely. Um, was that new to summer as well? Yes. Like, okay. I mean, operating a bowling alley, definitely, definitely new. new. Um, and then also the kitchen. Yes. New to, new to you? Yes. Okay. Do you want to talk about any of that? Um, it was great finding a partner. Um, Anthony Mint with uh, Mission Chinese oh, yeah. was our first uh, food partner. Okay. Helped us in a tremendous amount of ways to understand how to operate a restaurant. I mean, literally, bar experience. Mm-hmm. That was like, we knew how to create a comfortable environment. Mm-hmm. I knew how to, you know, design a bar or run a bar or, you know, be in the bar side. Mm-hmm. But the food and the bowling were totally new. definitely foreign to us. Yeah. And as a result, we sought assistance. Mm-hmm. We got individuals who wanted to be in part of this experience, willing to teach us, and also, um, you know, it wasn't easy. It's all of it's hard. We all had anxiety. Mm-hmm. I had probably even more so because of the food element. Mm-hmm. I think with the bowling, the individuals who helped bring the lanes to us, Murray, um, it's a company that is known to just build lanes across the entire world. Amazing. Yeah, so they were a really great crew, and they, you know, it wasn't in a negative way, but, you know, they're like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) You too, you know? So all the inquisitive, kind of questionable looks, but then they saw, we're willing to work really hard, Mm -hmm. we're willing to ask questions, we're good students, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't, um, we respected everyone's time, so there are these things that I think showed that the investment that 
you know, what we wanted to achieve here was something that they wanted to put themselves, align themselves or support and, and feel good. You know, we're not, you know, just... It's not random. Yeah, and we, you know... Like to, to them, it might not have made sense. To me, hearing y'all's background, yeah. both of you respectively, it makes Yeah, and, you sense. know... And it tracks, as the kids say. It tracks. And, you know, it's like, I can, I can read. I know how to ask questions. I've been in school for so long. I know how to study. And right. I, I was kind of able to retain information, or I can. You know, mm-hmm. It's just about, mm-hmm. like, how, how much attention were you willing to put in something that is completely not in your wheelhouse? Right. And how you know, how much are people willing to share and also ask really hard questions and don't give up and Mm -hmm. just be um, really intentional in everything. Mm. I mean, I still have my notebooks from the time that we... From that time. Yeah, and I I open it and I'm just like, oh, yeah, we talked about this or... Oh, and that tracks. Yeah, I'm just like, there's... I don't throw away anything, unfortunately, which is bad, but I still find notes that I'm like, oh, yeah, don't ever forget this one. That was a good lesson. It's great when you can connect the dots Mm -hmm. and you're like, well, the person I was then makes sense to what I'm doing or who I am now. Yeah. That's awesome. Did y'all also, like you did with many, Mm -hmm. did you seek community oh, yeah. involvement like engaging mm-hmm. with the community in different in different ways i mean mm-hmm. we really utilized the resources of our friends and our family we had painting parties oh, and awesome. really great friends and who are still friends and friends who ended up working with us actually being awesome. employees and just different individuals coming through providing resources giving great advice literally blood sweat and tears as well it felt like we when we when it all said and done we we had you know a lot of people touched this place um like hundreds of people so the oscar speech would take a minute it would take a long time to play you off yeah yeah (laughs) and it was you know people gave us great advice like you know when we would have a when we would go down maybe the wrong place, maybe we either like we didn't ask all the questions, because mm. sometimes I think that was the process that was getting frustrating that um, in the course of building a place, if you go over a year, laws change. The person who said yes to you and stamped is not going to be the person who's at the end does the final inspection. Right. So if they're gone and there's no thread of information, mm. they'll be like, wow, why did you do that? And you're like, well, Miss So-and-so said this was okay. Miss So-and-so ain't here anymore, so what you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. And so you did have to fight for yourself. You yeah. did have to take really great notes. Mm. Um, paper trails are excellent. Um, especially given the timeline we signed that lease January 2011 we didn't open until March 2012 okay so it was 14 months but really it was a long process you know took a while we did all the things all of them we um, increased sewer lines we 
water lines. Um, we had to, you know, do all the electrical. We had to create, make an ADA compliant space. Mm-hmm. All great because we knew mm-hmm. it wasn't the four employees that were running an electrical supply shop. Yeah, right. It was, we were about to have a lot of people walking through these doors, or the public. hope is very public. public. Yeah. So, what's your capacity? Here, it's really interesting. Oh. Um, the, we think we're very comfortable at 180, okay. but the door says 230 something, 231. Oh. Okay. okay. The fire department said, well, people can stand on the lanes. I'm like, no, they can't. No, that's not. No, that's not what they have do. Have you been but, to a bowling alley? <laughs> but they could. I'm like, yeah. Why? <laughs> but they can't. <laughs> yeah. I would really enjoy 180, which is what we do, meaning okay. that what feels comfortable yeah so i don't they gave me 50 more and i can't do it i don't want to do anything with no it no one wants that um so you open 2012 um mm-hmm. do you is there anything in the years between and you said march yeah well that's interesting because i think anything between opening and i do want to hear about covid and how mm. y'all mm-hmm. handled that and by the way i just want to kind of Pat myself on the back for not using any bowling and um, puns, puns yet. Good job. So yeah, we were, my, again, my wife will be proud of that, and I'm <laughs> intentionally pointing this out. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, anything, anything that you'd like to like milestones or oh my gosh, hardships or anything that's I mean, worth. It, this is a business of people, mm-hmm. and I'm lucky enough to work with a lot of people, and we've lost some people, and mm. it's really sad. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who have, you know, um, journeys in life that, you know, they have to make hard decisions for themselves, and mm-hmm. sometimes they make decisions that um, I wish they would take better care of themselves, mm. but, you know, we work with young people and old people and um, people who are um, in the middle of their own big decisions and I don't know it's just it's a really cool place um, and my milestones are all people related like have you had that makes sense it does have you had any folks who worked with you here and then Mm -hmm. went on to do their own oh my gosh businesses yeah or Uh, Mia Maddie, Jillian. Uh, oh, Jillian Rob, works here. Yeah. Robbie. I did not even do that. Yeah. <laughs> Jillian Fitzgerald. Well, her, yeah. She's yes. been on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Um, like any, Robbie. Any mm-hmm. of the businesses that we might know uh, around here? Yes. Or? Uh, Mia opened uh, Victory Hall and Parlor oh, yeah. with um, uh, Dina. Diana. 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 And then um, Maddie opened Brass Tacks. Oh, and yeah. Ju- um, Alina, Alina, Ali- um, it closed on the corner, 16th and uh, Flint or Guerrero. Any others that you can think? Oh, of? Oh, um, so Maddie, and then um, Dan Stone opened Northlight in uh, uh, Oakland. Okay. Uh, Jillian with Casements. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Mabry opened. Uh, mothership. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, God damn it. Which is where mm-hmm. Virgil's used to be. Yeah, right? Virgil's and also yeah, Jillian. Where Jillian mm-hmm. also yeah. Yeah. Well, and some some people have taken like big leadership roles. Like Carrie worked at Wild Hawk and opened that 
place, and I thought that was always amazing. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a testament <laughs> oh, yeah. to a place mm-hmm. when, and there oh, are I'm other so examples of for it. Them. It's such. I think it's a. It's a sign of of who you're bringing in and I the think, kind of the kind of people and the kind of minds and, and hearts yeah. I think that you're that you're bringing yeah. in. And none of those folks ever said, "Oh, because you can do it, I can do it." <laughs> They know how hard it is. Right. They they also just wanted the challenge. I think. And they were yeah. probably taking notes about I, how you did it. Me, me, me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely. Like, oh yeah, don't forget this. Don't forget that. Right. The city's gonna ask you for that. Please don't forget that. That mm-hmm. could add another three months. You know. Be careful. Yeah. You know. Uh, but it it's always you know super fun to know that. I can borrow a bottle of Jameson from almost any place in this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but it's great. I'm yeah. so excited for them because it's you get to you get to drive the car. Mm-hmm. You get to choose the music. Mm-hmm. You get to decide the tone. Mm-hmm. You get to do all of those things. Because I mean, if anything, that's kind of you're like, oh, I wish we could, and mm. you're like, yeah, I wish we could too. But you know, that doesn't fit here. Or thank you for that suggestion. Right. Like I never would be like, go open your own place. Then <laughs> that's not the response. But you know, yeah. we do take. You know, it's like, totally. oh yeah, that's a great thing, Jillian. Uh, so many great ideas. That's... I wish I could have implemented all of them. But you know, this is community we're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I love it. Well, um, that's eight <laughs> years that we kind of filled in. Do you want to talk at all about the challenges? Because I'm not declaring mm-hmm. the pandemic over, but we are oh, no. in a different place now, three years later. The anxiety of thinking that you could harm people by just doing what you normally do was just, you know hard and so of course you know it's like I have a background in public health of course and at the same time you know really respecting what the city did to make sure that we all stay safe right and I can't it was really good Mm -hmm. they were really good in the beginning yeah I mean yes I thought yes yes and they they definitely took you know allowed in some ways and didn't allow you know there was ways where you could feel like okay i can cobble together some sort of existence that makes me feel and i'm not talking about financially this is all just like feeling normal Mm. by just having a daily operation having something where you know it's like i i i want to make sure that i can look like i am doing something and being a part of a positive, mm. you know, without, you know, like as soon, as soon as they said it's safe, then that's when we said, okay, how can we be safe and mm. do this? Mm-hmm. But when it wasn't, it, there was no, no arguments. Right. Like, of course. Right. Like, until we get an okay, we'll just, I paint and clean and that's what we did. So we just took the time to like kind of reset and and worry and try to figure out what resources we had for our staff, Mm -hmm. um, answer any questions, um, ask a lot of questions, just be a part of, if someone needed something, we were here for them. A lot of the staff were not so much self-sufficient, but we all just hunkered down. You know, some reached out, some didn't, some came at different times. you know, everyone had to process this in their own way. And it was just really, it was hard. Yeah. You know, it was really, really hard. Were there starts and stops with opening? Did you oh, ever have to yeah. close back down or? 
Yeah, we remember December. December of yeah, that was hard. 2020. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. it was pretty oh. much. Or was it Omicron? It was Omicron. <laughs> I think I have COVID brain. I can't remember. I do it's think most... <laughs> it was. So all 2020. of 2020 was just no. Yeah. And then there was oh. a start stop. And I, I want to say we had like a good six months and then winter something. And then that's when yeah. it got no. Yeah. Shut it down again. Yep, yep. Um, but also, you know, this business is, it needed all four elements, food, drink, events, and bowling mm. to operate in order for us to actually financially survive. Right. So we weren't allowed to do any sort of big gatherings or really bowl in its, in, in, in as designed until mm-hmm. sort of March 2021. Okay. So we really had to wait quite a long about time a year. Yeah. Yeah. before we could actually feel like we could. And then it was just great to have people come back when they felt comfortable, when they, you know, with the requirements that they felt like they could. You know, we didn't want to create, we didn't want to open the doors like that. I have really wonderful staff who take their health seriously and the people's health seriously. It was wonderful. The, public, the public's, the public's health, health yes. seriously. Yes. I did not feel like I had to negotiate or tell people to, mm, you know, to we, do things a certain way. way. They were I felt like they were. We were all following advice. We were all learning at the same time, mm-hmm. and we were all checking in. Does this feel comfortable? Are you okay? And sometimes we had to like, you know, do a little bit of. Like, are we pushing this too much too soon? And then if we ever did get too far ahead of ourselves, I think we all kind of, we, we were really, we were sometimes okay when the city was like, stop. And we're like, okay, we'll stop. Because, <laughs> right. you know, we wanted to make sure we were doing this right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, you know, save the business, but make sure you're a good, good individual, good member of your own community. Res- responsible. Yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, I'm sure we made mistakes. Yeah, you know, I'm sure I could have done things differently. What would I? I don't know if I. I don't know if I would make the same choices. Well, that's second guessing. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's part of everything. But. Yeah. And then you've been you've been open continually since. Yep. Yeah. Since March of 21, or? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I would say we haven't had any reason to do any big closures. Good. Um, people have stayed safe when we we've, we've had like little flare ups. But never, like, it didn't wipe us all out, if that makes sense. Yes. I really was proud of, like, well, I'll come in and wear a mask. I just got a little tickle in my throat, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll just make sure that we follow and keep up the good habits that mm-hmm. we, we did learn. Mm-hmm. So, we're learning. We just took down the partitions. Oh. Like, I think in December. Okay. Yeah. So that felt good. I'm noticing them coming down at yeah. a lot of places but, but, but not at not, not at zeitgeist a, oh they're still there that surprised the oh, fuck I haven't out been of me there so long. <laughs> yeah i hadn't either i was like oh okay um molly we have a lot of great stuff i want to end by throwing mm. an idea at you okay um that show that we're going to be doing at minibar yeah and this is the first time my listeners are hearing about this it's going to be later in the summer um in august literally later in the summer get your tickets now <laughs> to the free show at the bar. Oh yeah, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> no, buy buy art. Save up your money so you can buy yes. art. Um, buy awesome independent San Francisco artists. Oh yeah. Um, I love it. But the theme, and we don't have oh. 
a mm-hmm. name yet, but mm-hmm. the general theme of the show is rebirth, cool. like rebirth of the city. We feel like something new is not too sure. <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, there was a gesture off mic that I will not bother describing. Um, no, but uh, what does that mean to you? Like oh, rebirth. Maybe I might spitball a little bit because when I think about okay, so a rebirth. Like new skin, it's um, rediscovering, kind of like going back to maybe even the basics. You know, it's like starting over a bit. Because mm. I think there's been so much progress here. There's been, we've learned a lot. You know, there's historically so many bad characters, I think. And that those lessons about like accountability and um, being more in tune with the needs of a broader group of people, just being conscientious are all those things that I never want to like. So I don't want to start over. It's been, there's so much work that's already been done Mm -hmm. and a lot of great work. Mm -hmm. So I don't want the rebirth to shed any of the things that people really worked really hard mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. so you know so I guess standing a little bit on on the work that others have done but what would be nice is to keep gathering those voices there's a lot of young people that I think would be so interesting to have their voices happening and hearing more and I don't know creating we, we started the conversation about like visits to San Francisco, mm-hmm. visits to the Bay Area when we were when I was in high school, mm-hmm. when I was a young person, and how exciting that was because you got to see all of this amazing art and movements and people working together, um, doing things that felt so fresh and alive. Mm-hmm. You know, people who didn't make a lot of money mm-hmm. but still enjoying the city at such a fun level because you had the beauty of the of the sky and the rolling mountains and the ocean and it was just I mean this is such a small town walking from one point to another Tiny. seeing and experiencing so much of different people and cultures and and I think that's what I really think is really beautiful about San Francisco, how Western Edition here in the Mission, you have everything in this like little square of rich, poor, um, people who are invested, people who are just not invested. Yeah. You have everything in one square block of your radius. And I, I just wish maybe we could, the rebirth would be about building more connections. Mm. And I don't even know if that's part of what rebirth means, but I would love to see the San Francisco where a lot of, (laughs) all sorts of people just got together and talked and experienced one another um, around art and music and just having fun, you know, enjoying another human being, being present in, around people. I don't know. I just, I do think that um, relationships and creating opportunities, creating space for people to meet 
and see different people is really important. And I was talking to someone about sort of Siebel and that's what's sad for me is because I think place is important. And I, you know, it's like you never know who you're going to be bowling next to. Right. They could actually be really interesting people, um, or really enthusiastic, or showing a lot of joy, and it's infectious. And just sort of like when you're kind of in your own world, not going out, you lose that opportunity to see how wonderful people can be. That was Molly Bradshaw. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, we'll meet some of the incredible folks who run and perform in the show Dear San Francisco. Our podcast about Club Fugazi in North Beach drops next Tuesday. Music for Storied San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Michelle Kilfeather does original photography for us. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fifth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show. And drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, weird, and healthy. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.